Thank you for joining us once again for Kingdom Rock Radio. Now here's a sample of today's broadcast. So waiting will help you determine your true desire. It will help you determine also the worth of something. It will also help you determine purpose. Because this, if this is of God, truly of God, then it will abide the fire. Remember, if you'd like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to KingdomRock.org. That's KingdomRock.org. Now sit back, relax, and enjoy the rich word of God. Uh, turn with me in your Bibles. We can, we're going to start there in the book of Genesis, the first chapter. But we're going to uh, say a few things first before we actually uh, read the text. Genesis, uh, the first chapter. And uh, we're going to speak from the subject today of something that nobody wants to do. That's the title. Something that nobody wants to do. But it is also something that everybody will have to do. At one point in their lives, or several times in their lives, or all through their lives, there's something that nobody wants to do, but it's something that everyone will have to do, and that is simply one four-letter word, wait. Nobody wants to wait, but over your lifetime, you will have to wait. And learning how to deal with that one word will determine uh, happiness or sadness, success or failure, will determine good things or bad things. Can you wait? A lot of people have gotten in a lot of trouble because they just could not wait or just did not wait. Wait. We sign a lot of things that we look back on we should not have signed. We say, if I had just waited just a little bit longer, got involved with some people, got involved with some organizations that we would not have gotten involved with if we had only waited. Can somebody say amen? Well, there are three questions the Lord willing today that uh, we're going to answer. Uh, the first, of course, is what is waiting? We're going to define what waiting is and uh, why is it needed or is it needed? We'll find out. And also, how can I do it successfully? Now, the Lord told me that my people must learn to wait. Learn how to wait, rather. My people must learn how to wait. How to wait. And we will see today, really, that once we get settled in into the waiting period, that's when you'll see God suddenly take place. That's when you see the Lord suddenly. So let's define uh, the word waiting or to wait. Now, waiting means uh, to remain inactive or in a state of repose. Uh, that is a state of rest or peace or calmness. As until something expected happens. You're waiting inactive. Rather, you're remaining inactive or in a state of rest until something expected happens. I'd say you're waiting for a bus. You're on the corner there and you're waiting on the bus where is that bus I'm going to be late now you can do two things and this will determine um, either high blood pressure or or normal blood pressure 
Now, there's nothing you can do to make that bus come any faster. We can stand there and keep looking. You can stump your foot or pat your foot, look at your watch. But nothing you're doing on that corner is going to make that bus come any faster. You can start an argument with somebody beside you because you're so stressed out now because the bus is not there that the least thing is setting you off and you're exploding on the sidewalk and everybody's looking at you and saying, what is wrong with that foolish person? Or we can just relax and wait on the bus. We can receive the fact that I may be a little late this morning. Let me call the office and tell them I may be a little late this morning. Number 10 bus looks like it's uh, running off schedule this morning. Excuse my tardiness, but I'll be there as quickly as I can. And then relax. Hallelujah. When you can't change a thing, relax and enjoy the ride. We're going to talk about two key things today. Uh, we're going to talk about waiting on the Lord and waiting for the Lord. Both terms are applicable in the Word of God, and we've got no difference between waiting on God and waiting for God. And if you don't know the difference, if you don't know what to do and when to do and how to do it, you're going to stress yourself out or get yourself in a lot of trouble, a lot of unnecessary trouble into a what Brother Shane called a strange fire. Are you with me? Are y'all with me today? All right, so to wait means to remain inactive or in a state of repose. That is a, a peace, a, a rest, or a calmness while we're expecting something to happen. Uh, it is also to be available or in readiness. And it is also to continue as one is in expectation of. I will await. I will just be ready. When that bus gets here, I'll be ready. I'm not going to try to gather my things like when people come to pick you up for church or, or pick you up for a job or to go somewhere. Some people like to get dressed the moment they see you pull up. Y'all ain't talking to me. I've gone to some people's houses, and if you're watching, you're just watching. Or listening, you're listening. But I've gone to some people's houses. They invite us over to dinner, and they wait to cook dinner when we ring the doorbell. If you're inviting me over, have the stuff cooked. At least you can warm it up when I get there. That'll be fine. Praise the Lord. Now, that's just how I roll. I'm not sure about other people, okay? It may be okay with other people, but I'm just telling you about me, okay? Hallelujah. I don't have to see the lobster. See, see? I don't have to see the steak. See, see, see? No, okay, I understand. I'm, if you invited me, and if I came over, that has to tell you something about I entrust your integrity. That you're not going to kill me with something stale or raw. Hallelujah. So go ahead and cook it. If dinner's at 7, guess what? When I walk in the door, maybe 15 minutes grace, but I expect to be eaten. But back to the word for today. Waiting. Obviously, not a lot of us like to do it. 
But sometimes, and on occasions, we're going to have to. And knowing what to do and when to do will determine whether you will be successful or unsuccessful. All right. Now, uh, let me tell you why waiting was designed. Because God actually designed waiting. This is what I received. This is what I'm going to give to you today. Waiting was designed to help us to gauge or make a determination between desire, purpose, and worth. Now, while you're waiting on something, you're waiting on this thing to come to pass, and you think you really desire it. Well, waiting is like a fire, and it will burn up something uh, if you really, if it's not really something you desire, it'll burn up in the waiting period. You say, well, I really wanted um, that new car. I really wanted that new dress. I really wanted those new shoes. I really wanted that PlayStation 3. I really wanted that G.I. Joe doll with a kung fu grip. I really wanted that thing. I really wanted But the longer I had to wait for it, I had to save the money, I had to do this, that, and the other. The longer I had to wait for it, the more I really learned that I really don't want it. Has anybody ever been there before? You begin to question, do I really want this? Do, do I really want this? Is it, is it worth it? In that waiting period, you're wondering, is this thing worth it? You're standing in a long line at the movie theater waiting to see this, this movie you've been just dying to see. And now you're there and the line is all wrapped around the building, up and down the hallway, down the escalator. And you finally get there and you're standing in line you're asking yourself, is this movie really worth it? Can't I wait to catch this on DVD? Is it really worth it? Because this waiting experience is acting like a fire and it is burning up things and and only gold will remain if it's really meant to be. So waiting will help you determine your true desire. It will help you determine also the worth of something. It will also help you determine purpose. Because this, if this is of God, truly of God, then it will abide the fire. You say, well, I know God told me to be here, and if I got to wait, I'll just wait. Praise the Lord. I'll just wait, because I know that this is for me. This is of God, and this is for me, so I'll wait. So, I'll settle in in the waiting period. And oftentimes, when you settle in the waiting period, you'll find God will move suddenly. Suddenly. And you'll be brought around to the front of the line or you'll be made more comfortable while you're waiting. Amen? So, waiting is a gift. It's something, it's a fire that was designed for us. Say, it was designed for me. It helps to burn away uh, unnecessary goals or attractions, you know, whether, whether to people or to things. And it also defines or redefines our relationships. Uh, if you if someone if you're waiting on someone to come out the house or if you're there to pick up someone while you're waiting you're looking at your watch and this is redefining or defining your relationship hallelujah if if uh when my wife and i uh was dating one thing i'm telling you that really attracted me to that woman that when i when it was time to pick her up she's ready and she's ready to go are you with me we had that vibe going on there. 
Hallelujah. We both value time. Praise the Lord. When you say it, you say it. We do it, we do it. Hallelujah. But that's just me. That's just how I roll. Now, why is waiting so difficult? Here's one of the questions that we're going to answer today. Why is waiting so difficult? And the answer to that is found in Genesis, the first chapter, verses 26, verses 26 through 28. Verse 26 says, And God said, Let us make man in our own image after our likeness, and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the likeness of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. And God said unto them, Be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowl of the air and over every creeping thing that moveth upon the earth. The question was, why is it so difficult for us to wait? Because man was created for movement. Man was created for production. We were designed to get things done. The word of God was spoken into our DNA. Be fruitful. That is, produce something. Let something flow out of you. God did not design man just to sit like a bump on a log or like a cabbage patch doll just sitting in a corner doing absolutely nothing and as a matter of fact the more godly you become or the more like god you become the more difficult you will find it to sit and do nothing i can't get no talk in here you realize you got to just i've got to do something i just can't sit here i've got to produce something i've got to produce Something there's something for me to do. I can't just sit here and look at the walls Because destiny is calling there's a call in my life There are things that I'm designed to do and I must be about my father's business So I can't just sit here And so we were designed for movement. We were designed to be productive. We were designed to bring things to pass and when we cannot do, when we have to remain in a state of repulse, I didn't say repo. When we have to remain in a state of repose or rest or peace or calmness, when we are inactive, it just rubs us the wrong way because we know that there's something that I could be doing right now. Anybody ever had that feeling before? There's something that I could be doing right now. And really, for the really productive individual, for the, we can say, for the one that is wrapped up in perfectionism, it takes them a little time to find downtime. But even downtime is productive time. Even sleep is productive. Hallelujah. It refreshes you. It helps you to get built up. It helps you to, uh, it helps you to get uh, your mind clear. It helps you to think again. So even downtime is productive. Even vacation is productive. Even rest is productive when it is in order. If all you do is vacation, something wrong. If all you do is rest, something wrong. Hallelujah. 
But everything in its right time and in its right season, it's productive. Are you with me? Turn to them tell them he's telling the truth today. We got to wait. We're going to have to wait. Now, the ability to wait is manufactured. We'll find this also in the book of James. Uh, James, the first chapter, you can go ahead and get that. James, first chapter. But the ability to wait is manufactured in the trials of life. We learn to wait through the things we suffer. So relax and enjoy the ride. You're going to learn to wait through the things that you suffer. Let's say if you got a very heavy foot and you don't like to stop at traffic lights, at the red light. Well, through all the speeding tickets you're going to suffer, you're going to learn to wait. Or you're going to learn to wait while you're walking because they took your driver's license and you can't drive anymore. Through all the speeding tickets, you learn to slow down. We learn how to wait one way or another through the things that we suffer. Hallelujah. You go through enough bad relationships, you'll learn to say, all right, Lord, look, I'm through with this. I'm not going to call nobody else. I'm not going to give anybody else one of my lines. Hey, baby, what you doing? You must be tired because you've been running through my mind all day. Why am I giving away my secrets? Anyway. So you decide, hey, I'm through with that. I'm through, I'm through, I'm through chasing this person, chasing the person. Lord, I'm going to wait on you. And when you get into that posture of waiting, you'll see God's suddenly come to pass. So, we're going to often have to wait in line. You're going to often have to wait in traffic. You're going to often have to wait even in the pouring rain, Brother Shane and I, yesterday out there, soaked, soaked, we were soaked down. The rain was uh, vehement and it was pouring down on us so much so my wallet was wet, um, everything in it was wet. We were wet from head to toe, waiting in the rain. Hallelujah. So we had a decision to make. I had a decision to make. Now, I can stand here and get upset and point my finger up to God and say, God, you see we're not finished with these school supplies yet. Can't you hold up just a little bit longer? Now, I can stand there and get angry that it's wet or be upset and all that stuff. Or, because we have to wait, I can begin to sing in the rain. Hallelujah. I can begin to just enjoy the moment. Yes, I'm getting soaked, but oh, it feels so good. Hallelujah. I began to, I believe I began to crack a joke. Hey, looks like I don't have to take a bath tonight. We can enjoy it. Now, I can't change this thing, so let's enjoy it. Let's enjoy it. You can't change it. There's nothing you can do. Enjoy the moment. Hallelujah. Find something in it that you can enjoy. Find some way to praise the Lord in it. We don't have to praise him for it, but we can praise him in it. Hallelujah. We don't have to wait till the perfect set of circumstances manifest before we can release the praise. Hallelujah. You know, if someone only praises God when things are good, then that would tell me maybe it's not God that they are praising. 
Maybe they're praising the good things and not God. But if you can praise him in the pouring rain, if you can praise him when you have no money, if you can praise him when you got money, if you can praise him on a sunny day and praise him on a cloudy day, I'm telling you, if your praise is consistent and you will find yourself finally in a place where you can truly, truly know how to wait, when you can worship him, regardless of the situation, you've come up to another level. The circumstance should not dictate your disposition. Let me say that again. The circumstance or the situation should not dictate your disposition. Or it should not uh, dictate to you your facial, we can say your facial expressions. Your continent should not fall when there's nothing that you can do. Are you, are you hearing me today? Now, let's go to James. Let me show you this. And we're, we're almost done today. James, the first chapter. And uh, we can look at verse number one. James, a servant of God and of the Lord Jesus Christ, to the twelve tribes which are scattered abroad, greeting. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now, let me define some things here. We'll go a little bit further. He says, count it a joy. You, in other words, you have a choice. Your emotional state is your choice. You can choose to be happy or you can choose to be sad. Because understand something. Now, there is a certain point, certain part of our emotional state that can be influenced by uh, otherworldly forces or unseen forces, demon spirits. Now, they can influence your emotional state but your emotional state is up to you you have to decide whether i'm going to give in to this or i'm going to reject this or not your emotional state is your responsibility your happiness is your responsibility your joy is your responsibility say it's my responsibility listen don't wait on other people to make you happy People say, so-and-so just makes me sick. It's not so-and-so, it's you. It's you. It's not them, it's you. Your happiness is your own responsibility. Hallelujah. It's your own responsibility. You can choose. Choose your own state. And so the Bible says here, it says, count it a joy. You choose. Let this thing be a joy to you. Find something in it that is praiseworthy. Find something in what you're going through that is praiseworthy and exalt the Lord for it. Hallelujah. Some say, well, as soon as my ship comes in, then I will rejoice in the Lord. Well, you, then you won't be praising God. You'll be praising the ship. Count on all joy when you fall into diverse temptations. Now the word fall here, just going to look at this. The word fall in the Greek means so to fall into as uh, to be encompassed. Uh, that is, you fall into something like a pit. So when the Bible says fall here, it's talking about falling into a pit of diverse temptations, or diverse means different kinds. Temptations, trials, or hard times. You fall into a pit, a hole of different kinds of hard Times. Now, I love the way the Bible says diverse temptations, different kinds. 
meaning that we shouldn't be falling into the same pit all the time. The same thing all the time. Whoop! How did I get down here again? Some of us have been in the same pit so many times that you got a refrigerator set up down there. You got your TV set, your plasmas hanging on the wall. You got a couch because you've been down there so many times in the same hole. That ought not be. Once we climb out, we ought to stay out. Amen? Once the Lord delivers us out of this temptation, this test or trial, or this hard time, we ought to be able to stay out of it, receiving the wisdom that we glean from it. But it says, count your joy when you fall into different ones. Now, usually we do not fall on purpose. Usually this is by accident. This is something that is unexpected. Hallelujah. All right. Now, it says here in verse number three, knowing this, that the trying of your faith works patience. The trying of your faith works patience. And patience is simply steadfastness. It is endurance. It is consistency. Now, hear me. When you're waiting, as we said before, it will help to redefine some things. It'll help you show you. It also shows you you when you're waiting. The waiting, as we said, acts like a fire. It can burn up those, uh, those goals you thought that you wanted to do. You find out that you really didn't want to do it. Or like in the movie line, you decide whether I re- do I really want to see this movie or not. It burns up things. It's a fire. It gets hot. But the fire oftentimes burns up you. We can oftentimes burn up in that fire. It's burning on us. It gets hot on us. Are you with me? It says, count on Joe, when you fall into these different trials or tribulations, it says, knowing this, that the working of your faith, or rather, knowing, let me give this again. It says, uh, but let, rather, verse number three, knowing this, that the trying of your faith, yeah, that lying experience, that waiting on the check, that, that waiting on the promotion, that waiting on increase, that uh, waiting on a building, uh, waiting on the money, that waiting experience will work on you. Hallelujah. It will burn up motives, bad motives. Why do you really want this thing to look big, to look successful? It will burn up your motives while you have to wait. Hallelujah. So this thing is of the Lord. But let patience have her perfect work. So as you're waiting here and it's burning up our motives, it's burning up these other thoughts, it's burning up all these things, all these reasons that we had for obtaining this thing is burning all that up so that when you come out of this, you'll be like gold, refined and pure, righteous. And once you receive this thing, you'll keep it and it won't be taken from you. But the Bible says, let patience have her perfect work. Let this fire work in you. Let this fire work in you. You want this thing. You know this is of God. You've weighed it out. And all you can do is wait. Let this thing work in you so that you may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Verse 5 says, if any lack wisdom while you're in it, let him ask of God. Now give it to all men liberally and upright of not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, 
For he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think that he shall receive anything of the Lord. A double-minded man is unstable in all his ways. Being stressed out while you're waiting is a choice. Your being stressed out while you're waiting is your choice. You don't have to be stressed out while you're waiting on the promise of God to manifest. Your stressed outness is your choice. You chose to be this way. Hallelujah. As we gave an example about the bus a moment ago, you choose to get stressed out. Or do you just simply choose to sit down and get a good book and read? Or play with your cell phone? Play with your incredible? Or just make friendly conversation? Being stressed out in a moment is what we choose. So when you get so frustrated, you begin to lash out at other people because things aren't going your way, because you can't have something that you want to have right now, because you got to wait for it. When you're stressing out, understand something, that's your choice. You don't have to be stressed out in that moment. Hallelujah. You've chosen the negative response. And this negative response will eventually hurt you. It'll hurt you physically. It will hurt. If you allow it to continue to go on, turn to your neighbor and tell them, please don't choose the negative. But I will tell you when you do. Sister, you choosing the negative, you better back up, slow your roll. Get in the positive. There's something good. There's something good. There's something godly in this thing. Let's find it. If I, can't have the, if I can't have the church building now, well, then there's something good. There's something positive in this thing. There's something in it. There's something praiseworthy in this situation. Hallelujah. But to sit here and make myself miserable and to sit here and make, your, make you miserable won't benefit either one of us. Hallelujah. The Lord said in Matthew, the sixth chapter, verse 31 through 34, write it down or, uh, or make a mental note. It says in verse 31, uh, the, amplified, uh, the Amplified, rather out of the NIV, it says, So do not worry, saying, what shall we eat, or what shall we drink, or what shall we wear? For the pagans run after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Verse 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Anybody agree with that? Why are you worrying about what's going to happen six months from now? Saul stressed out about what could happen when you've got something that's facing you right this very second. You can't turn one hair on your head white or black by thinking about it. You can't change anything just by your thought. Are you with me physically? Last thing here. How do we wait successfully? We talked a moment ago about 
uh, about waiting on the Lord and waiting for the Lord. And it's important that we know the difference between the two. Now, what's going to happen? Why, why did the Lord give us this word today? And why are we in this room right now? Why are some of you listening by way of uh, Internet and by CD or watching by way of um, Internet and iPhone and so forth and so on? Why are you listening now? Why are you seeing this? Why are you here? Because God is preparing you for something. And if we neglect to allow him to prepare us by receiving the word, this thing is going to burn you up. And you'll be stressed out and mean and evil. Be, people will be one of these, uh, we'll, I pray none of you will be this, this thing uh, uh, known as a, uh, a mean-spirited Christian. That's what they call an oxymoron. Those two things shouldn't be together. Mean Christians shouldn't be seen together. Those two should not be seen together. We shouldn't be in one breath, in, one breath um, in the church. Oh, praise the Lord. Oh, I just love you. But outside the church, mean as a snake. That shouldn't be. There's something wrong in the heart. That's a matter that must be addressed. Hallelujah. It must be addressed. That is an indicator that something is wrong on the inside. If we can only be nice to those that are nice to us, something's wrong. If we can only be nice or kind to those that can benefit us or promote us, something's wrong. Something is very wrong. And one key in getting deliverance is knowing that something is wrong. If I'm mean as a snake to people, And when they see me coming or if they say, I don't want to work with him anymore. I don't want to work with him anymore. I don't want to work with him anymore. And you're a member of church ABC? Something's wrong. You better check yourself. All right. Now that being said, let me give you this last part. Can I give you this last part? Because the Lord, I'm, I'm, I'm really trying to help you today. How do you know when you must wait on or wait for the Lord? Now, let me give you uh, some scriptures. I'm just going to read them. You can get the, uh, you can make a note of these. Uh, in Psalm 27, verse 14, it says, Wait on the Lord, be of good courage, and he shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. Say, wait on the Lord. Psalm 37, verse 34 says, Wait on the Lord. And keep his way, and he shall exalt thee uh, to inherit the land. When the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. Proverbs 20, verse 22 says, Say not thou, I will recompense evil, but wait on the Lord. Say, wait on the Lord, and he shall save thee. All right, wait on the Lord. Now, when Scripture talks about waiting on, on the Lord. Say, wait on the Lord. When the Bible talks about waiting on the Lord, uh, that means that there is something in the situation that you are still required to do before the promise manifests. 
Now, the only way you're going to find that out is that you've got to spend time in the face of the Lord, seeking Him in prayer, and you're asking Him, Lord, I don't have the full manifestation of the, of the vision yet. I don't have the full building yet. I don't have the full thing yet that I'm waiting on you for. I don't have the, my mate yet if you're single. I don't have this, but what can I do in the meanwhile? While I wait on you. To wait on is to be like a waitress or a waiter in a restaurant. You are serving. What can I do to serve while I'm waiting on the full manifestation of the promise? If God says you've got to wait on me, then there is something for you to do. I've told you before with our building, I may not have um, right now in manifestation all the monies that it would take to to, um, to make it come to pass, but God said, wait on me. In other words, there's something that you can do right now while you're waiting on that to manifest. Well, what is it, Lord? Plant some grass. Let's get it cleared. Let's plant some grass. Let's get some gravel, and then I'll show you the next step after that. Hallelujah. Or we can sit and just twiddle our thumbs and whine and complain, but because we don't have the money. Come on, bus. on my nerves always sleep or we can see Lord what is it that we can do while we're waiting on the full manifestation that's waiting on the Lord say wait on the Lord all right so which one should you do wait on or wait for well then first of all like I said you got to seek the Lord about that because if you're waiting on the Lord and God said wait for me then that's a mistake. Let's look at wait, let's look at some examples of waiting for the Lord. Are y'all still with me today? Psalm 33 verse 20 says, "Our soul waiteth for the Lord. He is our help and our shield." Psalm 37 verse 7 says, "Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospers in his way." Because the man who bringeth wicked uh, devices to pass. Psalm 40 verse 1 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and he inclined unto, my, he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Psalm, last one, Psalm uh, 130 verse 6 says, My soul waiteth for the Lord. Say, wait for the Lord. My soul waiteth for the Lord more than they that watch for the morning. I say more than they that watch for the morning. And we know, let me give you one more. Isaiah 40 verse 31 says, But they that wait upon or wait for the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not grow weary. They shall walk and not faint. There's a difference in waiting on God and for God. Now, we've discussed waiting on God. Now let's discuss waiting for God. When you're waiting for God, you're still looking uh, to God with expectation of the promise coming to pass. You're doing that as well with waiting uh, on God. You're waiting, when you're waiting, let me back up a second. When you're waiting on the Lord, uh, you're going to look to him with expectation of the move, his move. Lord, you're going to do something that I cannot do. But when you're waiting on God, uh, when, you look to him for, when you're looking to Him to do something, there is still something for you to do when you're waiting on Him. Do we have that straight? Is that clear? 
Now, when you're waiting for the Lord, should the Lord tell you, wait for him, that means you're still looking to God to move, still looking for his promise, the manifestation of the blessing. But when you're waiting for him, there is nothing that you can do. All you can do is stand because that all that could have been done in this natural world has been done. The Bible says it clearly in the book of Ephesians, having done all to stand, stand therefore. You can't do anything else. There's nothing else to be done. An example of that would be someone that is in surgery. You've got him to the hospital, got the best doctors there. There's nothing else for you to do. You're waiting for God to move now. It's out of your hands. It's out of your hands. Now, in that situation, the only thing that we really can do is begin to praise the Lord and give him, uh, be overcome, really, with the spirit of thanksgiving and just begin to lift him up. For the battle is not ours, but it is his. We just rejoice in that moment. We just begin to worship and be just begin to thank him. Hallelujah. For it's in the Lord's hands at that time. So when you're waiting for God, that's in his hands. All you can do at that point is just praise and worship and give him thanks. There's nothing else naturally that you can do. Only thing that you can do is get in the spirit and worship and praise and thank him. But when you're waiting on God, the Lord, uh, we're waiting on him with expectation. And there are things for us to do in the natural. And he'll have to show you what those things are. Are you with me? Now, when you know the difference between the two. You line yourself up for success, unparalleled. But a lot of us have been, uh, God, uh, the situation has required us to wait on him, and we've been waiting for him. The Lord says, do this. Lord, I'm waiting for you. Kind of like the man that's sitting on the rooftop after a flood. He's sitting on the rooftop waiting for God. And the Lord sends him a boat by to rescue him off of this rooftop. And he tells the man, well, no, I'm waiting for God. He'll save me. So the man says, okay, and he goes off the scene. You know the account. Helicopter comes by and all that, and he tells everybody, I'm waiting for God. No, the situation that required you waiting for God, it required you waiting on God. And the thing that he could do in the natural was get in the boat and go to safety. But a whole lot of us, if you hear this by the Spirit of God, oh Lord Jesus, let him hear it. There are many of us that are waiting for God, and we should be waiting on God. Hallelujah. And then there are some that are waiting on God. We're busy trying to do something, and God said, you just, you, what you're doing now is over and above what I've asked. Now you're into something foolish, and you're messing up what I'm planning to do over here. Stop and just give me the praise for what's already been done. You have to know the difference. You have to know the difference. And the only way you do that, of course, you seek the Lord. Seek the face of God. Lord, am I waiting on you here or am I waiting for you? Because you've called me to do one of the two. And when he does that and you, you examine the situation, see a lot of stuff you can examine yourself while you're in that line, whatever line you're in. If you can wait for the DVD, don't put yourself through it. Hallelujah. If I can move myself out of this line and still get the same result later, or if not better later, then let me come on out of this line and stop waiting. 
If I'm waiting on this bus to come, but I got a cell phone and I can call Rutabaga, hey Rutabaga, the bus is late, come on, pick me up. If I can call, then call. Hallelujah. But there come some situations in life that you can do absolutely nothing. And it's in those times that you have to know, a exam, examine situation and examine whether you're waiting for God or on God. I pray you've heard the word of God today. We're done in Jesus' mighty name. Remember, if you would like to hear more about our ministry, just log on to kingdomrock.org. That's kingdomrock.org.